Moon, and then the one. Okay. Nice. Welcome, everybody, to the Lord of the Rings podcast, episode 10, with Braddy Sisson. Everybody, Braddy Sisson. Now, how does the day find you, Braddy? Sorry? How, how does the day find you? How did the day find me? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, that response is probably... <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay. Oh, well, actually, I, I should yeah. probably say, how does the world find you? And the answer, which I will just preempt, is it's the season of the dweller. It's the season of the dweller, Brady. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's terrific. I'm going to just quickly do an audio thing. Let's have a look mm -hmm. at... Um, how is your audio to do, 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 do? Now, just come a bit closer. Just maybe mm -hmm. pop them sure. in a bit closer just to see. Yeah. And say, I am Bridey Sisson, actor extraordinaire. <laughs> I am Bridey Sisson, actor extraordinaire. Very good. Oh, well, let's come in through. <laughs> right. Is that coming Excellent. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, Ashley, you're, you're perfect. Yeah. I'm coming through. So, Ashley, Annie, Ashley and Anna, you can hear Bridey. All good? Yeah. Brilliant. Right. And then the day proceeds. So, um, and... By the way, I'm the kind of guy that like puts things from podcasts onto t-shirts and sends them to people. So oh I will be sending you, we'll figure it out with Oakland actors, managers, whatever, a season of the Dweller shirt. Is that okay that I can make that for you and send it to you? Yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Absolutely done. Terrific. Okay. So we have Jonja saying hype. I'm going to bring that on. And there you go. You have been heralded by the hype of Margareta. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll highlight comments there. But just so that it isn't just this back-to-back -back love fest, although I'm sure you'd like that, we can just love on you, and then it's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> That's it, no questions. <laughs> just support. Um, but yeah, I would like to throw it to my wonderful co-hosts first. Um, let's say, Ana Maria, what would you like to ask Bridie out of the gate? First of all, hello. So good. So lovely to see your natural hair too. I forgot that you were. Ah. You look stunning. Um, Thank you. Well, I suppose first of all, right out the gate, I just need to say that, like, whenever we started posting about this, people were extremely hyped. They're like, "We get to see her and hear her voice." Um, people were really, really impressed with the performance, especially because it was just so like physical, because um, there wasn't any dialogue. So as as like a theater practitioner myself, I've got to know about the like, what did the preparation look like? What did the physical creation of the character look like? I'm so curious. Um, well, I, oh gosh, like I, <laughs> I feel like, I'm like, oh. no, um, I, I, I mean, it was a challenge, I think, because I'm quite, naturally, I'm quite a demonstrative person which I mean it does kind of feed into the role but I had to really like rein it in like <laughs> um no I was I was really really lucky I don't think I could have done what I did um without the amazing team around me I had um I worked quite a lot with Lara and Tallulah who were the both the movement coaches on set so we actually did a lot of um preparation me and Dan together kind of finding a physical language with each other, how we interacted in space with each other. I worked with the other mystics. We kind of, um, we found the walk first um, and we kind of just built on that. Once we got script through, um, we sort of started to play around with like particular moments, how things would look. Um, like every little thing was kind of, was, was planned. Um, I worked in 
stunts for like probably four months um where wow. I did yeah yeah it was, I, it was one of the best <laughs> parts I loved it so much um and I I so I worked for a really long time to get that that fight scene um with with Mana predominantly who's one of the um he's actually in the show he's um one of you know the uh the guys that fight um now Sauron and the um in Numenor and the bar wait what yeah 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 so there's um, there's that have that have been on the they actually were in the original film and then they came back and they've done the show so Mana was actually part of the original film and um and he he taught me predominantly um I did have a lot of other supports um, who were just absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, so me and him kind of worked on this kind of uh, on a fight language for her. So I had like her neutral. I kind of started with, with the neutral of the character, which is kind of very like regal and, um, and refined. And uh, like, I, I, I think when I first, cause I first read the script before I kind of went into um went into sort of physical land. Um, but something about the script, something just really jumped at me. And I was like, this is, this is what I want. This is exactly how I want to play her. This is, this is the, this is, this is the, the, like the, the concoction of the dweller. Um, yeah. I mean, and I also had uh, so much input from costume and makeup, like the, the work that they did and, and their idea of what this character was informed my choices and instead of kind of trying to be like no I want to I want to do this by myself I was like no this is a collaborative thing um I want to take what costume has given me and I want to integrate that into what I do on on screen and same with makeup as well makeup heavily informs like particularly the hands I wanted to kind of accentuate what they'd yes. done with the blackened kind of fading you down. You did like so I like, good with that. I want to, I want to, like, I want them yes. to have a life of their own. <laughs> I'm like yeah. watching your hands now. I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, um, so it was, it was very much a collaborative thing. I think I, I think it was very much feeling our way into it. We were really lucky, you know, we, no one has ever seen characters from Room before. So um, it, we had a really unique opportunity to create something different and I think I think move away from the the kind of the Easterling the connotation around how they were portrayed in the last film yeah Yeah. I want to say it's a brand new vocabulary a brand new palette that you brought and Mm. honestly there's just a such a what kind of you got anything to say to us kind of energy of of the mystics <laughs> yeah. that oh, has yeah. honestly endeared them it? so much. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. It's the mystics. <laughs> it's the Nazgals. You just step the up, Nazgals, step off. I love that so much. And I saw like, that on Twitter and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So, and that's, I honestly have to say this about art where there is such a, an, and I think Anna can speak to this too on that performance sense, is if you bring that presence and that, unquestionable unassailable quality honestly the audience just sits back and is just immediately instinctively receptive it's like this person is owning this owning this energy Mm. and it commands attention and it commands there was an even some reverence of like hold on a minute especially when you gave a certain wizard what for right so there you go indeed (laughs) which will which we'll move on to but ashley what would you like to ask bridey um and I'm not sure if it's asking too much. If it's asking too much, you tell me. But mm-hmm. okay. since you don't have any dialogue during the show, I was mm-hmm. curious if she were to talk, 
what would she say? What would her first line be and how would she say it? I feel like she would have a very specific kind of voice. And I feel like you got her with your hands mm. and your regality and mm. everything. <laughs> We're actually joking about this. Um, Wayne was like, I really want her to say something and for her to have this like really deep voice. And like, that would be so funny. Um, yeah. I found, that, I found that hilarious. Um, but I mean, I, when I was working on set, kind of these random, there's a, there's a kind of an animalistic quality to her um, yes. that we played with. And, and I think one of the only kind of sounds that came out when, when me and Dan, particularly when me and Dan were up against each other, there was kind of like this, like that sort of came out. Yes. Like this, like the the hissing, like, yeah. Almost like a yeah, cat, yeah. So, yeah, kind of. So when, when he and I were sort of playing and we both kind of um, sort of the, when we both kind of first started working together, the first kind of scene that we shot, it was like this kind of standoff between us and we're both kind of like <sighs> at each other, which I loved. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so great. Um, but I mean, I think I... I was going to say a line because I think Carly was somewhere and they couldn't find her. And they're like, Bridie, you say it. And I was like, that, that doesn't, <laughs> she's a I don't speak. Like, I know. And I, think I, I started to kind of love that she was nonverbal. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, to this day, I'm still like, I'm actually not sure. I don't know. Um, we even had a couple of times where she would kind of talk to her staff and sort of muscle oh. something. And we even, and so we played mm. with some Quinian as well um, to sort of throw that into the mix. But um, obviously none of it made it in. So, uh, but I'm also like, I mean, maybe that was for a reason because maybe I don't see Quinian. Interesting, pot potentially that, mm. that could have been maybe the law people saying, mm. love, love the energy of it, but then just in terms of the law. But I like it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i, I, I don't know I, I just like how do you natural voice probably but like not kiwi um <laughs> I mean, I just really high voice high pitch out of nowhere just <laughs> yeah like, hello yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi it would just be yeah and just full thick kiwi accent maybe with a pitch pitch down you know <laughs> Listen, Gandalf, mate, you better step <laughs> off. <laughs> Not no, much representation of the Aussies and, and Rings of yeah. Power, so. Well, let's just put it this way. So, I don't know what's what's happening with this area of the world, Bridie, but we have an Australian that is Sauron. We have an Australian that mm. basically, you know, was his real estate agent <laughs> creating Mordor, you know, <laughs> Jeff Morrill. And, and so now yourself with this, I mean, frankly... And I no smoke blowing here, but I, I consider the dweller, especially from a visual and performance sense, everything that everyone contributed, yourself, performance, essence, acting, character design, even the music that they are composed, I would mm. consider truly instantly iconic. Like you guys must have just had this momentum of just certainty about it. I don't know, was there much iteration mm. in, in costuming or because she's just so definitively and instantly iconic to me? Was there, well, was there a process I mean there? I was doing costume fittings and makeup fittings before we um, even saw scripts, I think. I think I wow. remember. Um, okay. So, you know, Kate Hawley is very much responsible for that 
vision, I think. Um, you know, she had so much insight and, and I really just took a lot of that and sort of ran with it. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think everyone has their part to play. I mean, Wayne certainly had, I worked with Wayne probably the most. Um, but I did also work with Charlotte and she was fantastic. And I I just feel like everyone kind of had this idea of of what they wanted and, and I but I also feel like I had quite a lot of creative freedom as well, which is very rare on a project like that. You know, you usually get a director being like, Stand there, do this, mm. you know. Um, but it was very much like what do you think this could be? What they uh, play with this? Like, yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, the authorship. I, that's gorgeous. Yeah, that is yeah, very so gorgeous. grateful. Um, but yeah, no, Kate. She she came with this. Um, she came with this amazing offer of. Um, so all the little things down on my. Did you see the sort of the the? the I wanted like a like zoom a in. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to see it closer. Pan over the costume. Like it was so cool. Sorry, can we have a zoom in on the chest, please? Another <laughs> plot. Plot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, we like there was this. Um, so she had all these little dangly things, and so Kate's original kind of um, uh, Kate's original kind of idea was those little dangly bits. They're all sort of potion bottles, and and oh. the the idea that the, the dwellers are uh, like a um, what's the word? Um, she is an alchemist. And oh, okay. she she takes the elements of things and and knows how to sort of mix it together to, to create. Oh, and the blackened hands, like, perhaps. Yeah, right. so it, it is about like the blackened hands is about. She's gotten so into dark magic and 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 so into oh. her her art that that the chemicals that she's been using have seeped into her bloodstream, and so you still see that like the darkened bit, but it, then it just goes into so. That, that whole thing that she has a, a crop here, she can't grow here because she's she's been corrupted. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh my. So it was it was super. She's so detailed, and I and I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I love this because it's so dark <laughs> and fabulous. Um, so you know, I just I just wanted to kind of take that and run with it, and the energy of 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 kind of being somehow, um, I don't know, like corrupted and 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 dark uh, and a, twisted, i mean to, to 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 possibly i oh, know you first anna maria <laughs> uh, thank you, my love. um i uh yeah i'm just really excited about like the deep lore we're getting mm. um is there i just want to know more like is there more of like lore that you constructed with your collaborators on her magic, her style of magic, and like what influences you were pulling from for that? Because this, mm -hmm. this is all very exciting. I know. <laughs> um, Tell us I more. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it was kind of. I wasn't entirely sure, like totally about about the law. I think maybe some decisions were already made. Mm. Um, I think it was also kind of like show me what you can do you know um which was which was quite cool um but you know I was I was you know looking at things and I was like I mean is she is she someone from the, the books who is she like but mm -hmm. I mean I still to this day I actually I'm I'm not sure what they what where they're going with the character as of yet mm -hmm. and um you know, I was like, "Am I a gender bent Kamal? Like, am I like?" Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I, don't I know. just, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very kind of 
we'll see maybe I don't know um, I love that but yeah I mean right. it was um I think it was more just like just seeing the the sheer detail in which people kind of had made this this really fabulous dark character and, and just kind of leaning into that so like yeah the hands we, we played with beautiful um, hands <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> There you go. It had to be said. I'm glad it was said on the stream. Very good. Well yeah. done. Good genes um, yeah, and uh, like... good looking after. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. It was like it was like using the hands as like they had a, almost like a mind of their own. It's like it was like shifting the consciousness of like um, this isn't a normal person. This is an otherworldly person. This is actually mm. someone not not quite human. So how do we um, how do we kind of make it so that her behavior and the costume and everything kind of fits into that kind of space. So I, I looked at like complete consciousness. What would it what would it feel like to be someone that has a higher consciousness than a normal human? Like someone mm -hmm. that is totally present. So mm -hmm. and and how how do they interact with the world and how do they how do they receive information? So is it so we kind of looked at like can she feel right through into the ground the energy of of trees mm. and things like that can we can we play with that can we look at the way that can her hands see as well as her eyes in oh, terms wow. of the sensory experience you know um just she has like heightened hearing like can she can she hear more than 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 other you know than normal men you know so it was it was shifting that idea around of like, okay, this is a human, but this isn't a human. So how can we? Well, I want to mention it? something just on that notion of yeah. of a transcendent kind of being. Um, mm. That early on, the word cultists were thrown around, acolytes, mm. you know, but very soon, and I think as exemplified, look, we'll have both of the other Nazgals on at some point, and so the trilogy can be complete, and then all three of you on at once, and that'll be, I think. <laughs> fun down the line hey this is a many many year thing that's that's going on but the notion that i had especially um from you is that you 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 very quickly made me um reconsider that even though there is there, there very well may be revealed down the line mm -hmm. you know a story of the dweller as someone who rejected her family, ran away and then joined this cult and then shorn her hair off and communed with some kind of Valar, you know, outer God kind of maybe a forsaken, I like to call them from Tolkien's lost pages, like they're there, but we just haven't heard. And that's what JD and, and Patrick are, are sort of filling the gaps of that this sort of spiteful, angry Maillard like took her form, recognized her as this, willing vessel for this extremely mm. powerful i mean you don't have to confirm but gandalf spinningly <laughs> powerful entity so i just you embodied that kind of aggressive fierce divine feminine which was mm. just honestly um took me aback every scene you were in absolutely thank you hmm. yeah it was um i don't know it was i think too it kind of helps it because you know you you're not seeing dan and his and his form as well there's this veil over his powers so in a way i i, I think you know if, if dan fully woke up then i would be toast so <laughs> i was lucky um i was lucky well we'll see about that yeah yeah we'll wait for the fighting game to come out you know it'll be yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. 
Yeah. No, I got very excited about the staff for sure. Yeah. Very excited. As you yeah. should. Superb yeah. staff. <laughs> I got I excited. wanted to see it close up too. <laughs> I and I was I wondering how come the other um, Nazgal was holding it sometimes too. Is I mean, that like was that it for you, or was she using it? I was well, curious. About I, I think sometimes it does come down to practicality, practicality because, um, you know, you like both when, of your hands. <laughs> I just can't do. Like, you know, when we were kind of touch, when I was touching the tree and stuff, and I was like, yeah. like touching all the things. <laughs> Carly, you have it. So it was a little bit of that, but it was also okay. just kind of like, um, you know, I see, particularly for Carly's character, you know, the aesthetic, she's someone who is um, almost like a, a she uses the star she can you know she she's she's well versed in the stars she she's she studied kind of the astrology of, of of things and she's been waiting she's been waiting for the stranger for for a long long time um so i i guess it makes sense to 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 pass that on to her because she is this kind of she is also steering us in the right direction so they use my instinct i think and and everything to to track but she is the kind of the mastermind, I think. Um, mm. And Edith is, you know, the, the nomad. She she's a warrior, so it's like you're not going to give your your staff to the right. warrior. They need they need their hands to protect and fight. And to, so it, it made sense to kind of, I I would trust. I think the dweller would trust the nomad to 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 hold on to that because I I see the staff as well and the dweller as something kind of um, there's a relationship between them. And, mm -hmm. and, and we even looked at kind of, um, you know, when I was whispering things to the staff, as if that the staff is, you know, the st I, I'm a vessel for, for things, but the staff yeah. is the thing that kind of executes it right. So it's like there is a, there's actually like an intimate relationship between the two. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense for Carly to, to hold on to that, but I don't know if she mm -hmm. would wield it the same way that, that I would. Okay. I think they were quite, I think they were quite clear that, that maybe, um, I was the one that was conjuring power and mm. well, not conjuring, but um, being invested in power and yeah, yeah. channeling power. Thank you. And and the two others were kind of there as a support. They have their own skills, but I think they're more human maybe than I am. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I will just do a quick little sidebar to really <laughs> send lots of love and equal levels of just thank you for your amazing performances to Carly and Edith. You know, um, it's the three of you. Thank you. Thank you, Anna Maria. Yeah. You know, it's it is the three of you. Um mm. and the yeah, the ascetic and and oh my gosh, the nomad. Um, by the way, I will just create a bit of a you know analytical symbolism connection later in that episode of, of Alloyd. There is a reference to three being the strongest, you know, the structure. Okay. Yeah. Three, they were. <laughs> right. And love your elsewhere. There was commentary elsewhere. There was commentary on the three of you being like the three wise mystics, you know, and this figure, this, especially as the, the stranger is sort of suspended up. This is mm -hmm. Rings and Realms also, uh, uh, you know, touched on this. And with, with Tolkien having this affinity towards, you know, um, you know, his, his beliefs, his faith, uh, that, uh, and then JD as well. We met at New York and he's great and, and, and spoke with his wife, Rachel, uh, a couple of episodes back. And so I can see that that's been honored. And I would just want to get maybe your mini blurb on if it's 
if it is so, not confirmed, obviously, until the, the giant tell-all making of book later down the line. But mm -hmm. what do you think of being kind of like the, <laughs> you know, the, the gothic slash, but you're wearing white, but the sort of intense version of the three wise mystics, you know, of, of, uh, of Arda? How do you feel about that? Or like the three witches oh. from Macbeth, that parallel. Oh, the yes, three witches from Macbeth. Actually, I think that was somebody inspo, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Okay. The three witches from Macbeth, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I didn't really think about it when we were when we were doing it, I think, because it was just such a crazy thing to be in. And, and we came in a little bit All later. Right. Um, I just kind of was like, okay, roll it. You know, I have like, something else to say. We're, we're out here. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing I'd like you to, I want you to take this with you into the rest of your day, Brady. Oh, we're still going, but when you um, go on into the rest of your day, think about this. So John, Ronald Rule Tolkien, J.R. Tolkien, he envisioned Arda as his his version, his speculative version of Britain's ancient past and like the world's ancient past in many ways. So I will also say that this could be him saying, you know, those myths later that came for planet Earth of three, three wise figures appearing and the three witches, you know, that inspired Shakespeare. I'm just going to say that I envisage you as that primary source, you know, you know, right? That then went on to inspire later iterations of these three mystical figures. So in that sort of the way that history and mythology kind of there's this mm -hmm. continuation of these images, I, I'm now wedded, frankly, to that headcanon, as they say, idea of you guys being the absolute, you know, Rosetta Stone of that archetype within the world. So that's just something for you. You know. <laughs> okay, I have one question. Go ahead, Ashley. Uh, why do you think you wear white? Being such oh, a dark character, I was like, but why white? Like the whole time. Because mm. like I feel like in the mm. beginning, um, Valinor was all white and you know, oh. the whole all the elves were all in white and everything was just so white. And then mm. you guys come along and it's like <laughs> yeah i mean dark <laughs> yeah go ahead i think maybe i didn't mean it that way anna maria yeah. i watched that yeah no i i, I saw it as um almost like a yeah there's 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 connotations throughout culture you know one color mm. in japan in japanese culture white is is the color of death you know and mm. with them hailing from the from the east i think there's a there's a different connotation to that color, I think, and it is almost a bit unsettling because it is it is atypical. It's 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 counter to what you'd imagine. They are in many ways the inverse of the Nazgul. They fully reveal themselves, yes. apart from your amazing uh, and I really love that that ceremonial hood that you wear. That mm. it has the I mean, no wind, no element can ever shift that from your head. I find that lots. I feel you know a lot of respect. Why? Why? Was there tape? They put two pay tape on me. Okay. Oh, two, two pay tape. Oh, specific. Yeah. Really? And you know I, what? Stronger than worked. cement. <laughs> Stronger than cement. Excellent. Indeed. Yep. Oh, we actually have a question from Reddit to be asked. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is from Da Chiesa, which is from the church in Italian. There you go. Just mm. translating little comments. Okay. I was floored by the character each time she was on screen. Totally unexpected, but entrancing and terrifying. Maybe she can drop us some clues. 
about the cult of Mar Morgoth and Sauron in the east and how these ladies became rites. Mm. My guess is a mortal blade, since the carving in Osterith showed Morgoth stabbing a human in the tummy with the blade. So very in-depth lore question. Wow. And I want to preface this. We are miles away from anything NDA. So if you feel like going, nice question, I will have to respectfully decline, you can do that. It's all good. Mm. I mean... I think that might be a question for like JD and, and Patrick mm. if they want to, you know, talk about as to why. I mean, I, it wasn't something that we talked heaps about. I think because we were focused on, on 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 right now. I think on on on, on why we're coming to the stranger. Um, mm. I mean, we. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's a it's a question for JD and Patrick. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to say okay. like. No worries. Wrong. Like. I have to give you an update, Brady, on your t-shirt mm -hmm. t-shirt counter. So we have, uh, season of the dweller. We have dark and fabulous. I'm gonna do something with that. You posted some <laughs> fan art recently where I'm gonna maybe chime in with them and say let's do a collapse of dark and fabulous and now based on that just entirely speculatively within the fans here there'll be mm -hmm. custom shirts not for sale or anything but I would like to interweave an, the imagery of of some kind of Morgul elements mm -hmm. into into your um the sort of the figure that you cut as this uh, as this dweller i have a question for you from from a nomenclature point of view the dweller invites so much speculation like where is she dwelling how mm. would is is something dwelling within her and that mm. is there Ooh. any sort of um yeah intrigue that you had towards the, the name when you first discovered it um i mean <laughs> when they first said the dweller i kind of thought of like someone kind of like levitating like a pub ground <laughs> okay. i was like i so, i mean <laughs> Like, she probably does like, in her spare time i mean yeah i kind of feel like yeah. she'd be kind of like deep in deep in meditation i kind of think of um you know have you seen like last airbender with ang where he's kind I, of like oh, you know, sort of like absolutely. yeah that's, that's kind of like the, the vibe that i got like she kind of like doesn't touch the ground like and we even kind of played with actually um having her um kind of float down so it's like from a tree stump that kind of like floats down mm -hmm. to the ground <laughs> and that, was cool. fun. Um, <laughs> that would have been really fun um but i mean it's I, such I think an evocative just, name yeah super evocative I, I think i i was just kind of like oh okay i think when i heard what the name was it kind of launched into this whole thing of like okay she she dwells in on earth but is she really of earth or like is she on the earth but not of the earth interesting yeah, yeah. like I, I think it's like she's kind of surpassed that kind of human mm. um consciousness i don't know it was like okay she do it's like kind of like a, i guess like a ghost you know how like ghosts kind of like they're there but they're not there and that's kind of how i felt mm. when i sort of started to when i heard that name um i was like oh wow okay um and even in the script when we were reading it, it was like um they said something like I see like oh. something not quite right and I was like okay okay, okay. <laughs> it all started to kind of make sense um but yeah hmm. I mean I I think when I heard us all together there was a lot of like okay and I, I couldn't help but kind of be like okay so the dweller the mystic uh the sorry the the aesthetic the nomad that's very 
similar to The Stranger. And I wondered if that mm-hmm. was The Stranger. Of, yeah. yeah. I was like, is that, is that on purpose? Wow. Or, yeah. Wow. I mean, okay, this is wild fan theory stuff. So you're the, okay, ready? Now this is, again, just for you, for when you watch Fellowship. Complete speculation. Okay. This, you know, speculative thing, this is just fun stuff. But say that there is this um, outer spirit, this Morgoth kind of spirit that has chosen you as its vessel. Mm. You know, we have the Avatar films coming up uh, over there. You guys are, you know, you'll probably be in one of them. I'll, because I'll, we do the Avatar podcast, I'll, I'll put you in touch with all the people to get that happening. We need to see you in that Avatar and then also in Avatar The Last Airbender, which Netflix are doing right now. So I'm going to, honestly, seriously. Oh. I will do, listen, Bridie, I am always, it's, it's my, Come on. my obsession. Come on. My obsession is to get people <laughs> onto projects. Avatar so I will, would, like, Avatar last evening, like that, that show just like, okay. me. Take it away. <laughs> we're manifesting yeah. I'm, I, as a group. I'm gonna, I'm, we're manifesting and we're, this is for, I'm going to send this clip, right? There you go. That's all you needed to see Netflix. <laughs> Both yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah for both avatars. There is a place for you in both, everywhere. but everywhere. That's right. And and again, the the dweller has to be this kind of avatar in my in my reckoning. And here you go. So when you watch Fellowship, what I would love to see is after these five seasons, the the avatar film. Stephen Lang has said, look, he comes back in different incarnations in some form, and fans of Zelda as well know about Ganondorf and coming this wonderful heft and narrative uh, weight that comes from a persistent spirit that there's this doggedness and i think potentially depending on where they go with the story you could be the spirit of the eventual durance bane that like that's you guys fighting in fellowship could could be like your ultimate incarnation and then you guys have this final battle because he, you know daniel he said like go back to the shadow imagine if that's yeah. a rematch with you guys and yeah i'm just gonna throw that to you five like that's season five. he's like writing the whole plot line you do have low-key oh. balrog energy just saying brady the balrog oh the dream <laughs> right like who doesn't want to be a balrog i think honestly being a nelson would be like um they're just awesome i mean i think there's so many people like like threw around so many things like um mm-hmm. Witch King, like Gender Bent Witch King oh, or something. Oh, Gender Bent Witch King. Super cool. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's very much like I think we just see where see where mm-hmm. it goes. See what, where it goes? What, uh, um, t-shirt number five, Witch Queen. Going to design that one for you. Just, you're going to get a whole package. It's going to be crazy. Ashley, you wanted to ask a yeah. question. Yes. Okay. So during the scene where you're about to turn into a pile of moths. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I noticed I had, I was, I had my Albert hat on because Albert loves the music and he analyzes it to the note. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the notes there were very similar to the Nazgul themes in other movies. And even the whispering of that was in the background too, was very similar, but it was female, which I thought was very interesting. Did that, Mm -hmm. am I reading, am, am I making that up or do you know if that had anything i actually spoke to bear when um i was at the premiere and we talked about the um the 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 theme and and he was like i i really i don't know there was just something about that whisper that that was really evocative and it really worked 
for for the three mm. of you. Um, we didn't really go too much in, in detail as to as to why he like the, the choices that he made, but I think like the whispering is very distinctive compared to everything else that we hear, and I think we needed something musically that was so different to everyone else because you know I think. I hope you know the people of Rune are, are seen more, and 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 that kind of community is, is seen, um, and and that's established more. Um, because I mean I, I don't know. It's like if you've introduced something that's so distinctive, you kind of have to build. Mm. You know, um, I'm not I'm not too sure. I think that's really interesting. I, I didn't actually realize that that was the case. I mean. I might I have think, just been hearing what I wanted to hear, yeah. but I need to watch it again. Beer on the on the podcast, and, and oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I loved him in Outlander too. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely putting things in place. Go ahead, Anna Maria. Um, so you said you you joined the the filming a little bit later um, than everyone else. I've we've heard mm -hmm. snippets of like other cast members like audition journeys and the timing on set and everything. I would love to hear yeah. your story as well. Yeah. Um, if you're interested. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh, buckle up. Um, I um. I, I getting was, comfortable. I was, in, I was in lockdown. Um, the first the first audition that I had, and I I um. I did a tape with my flatmates, uh, flatmates that were um, living with me at the time, and none of them were actors. Um, so <laughs> they were like, um, "Oh gosh, we 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 spent ages because they keep laughing and they couldn't look oh. at me." So, <laughs> yeah, um, I originally auditioned for Carly's character. Um, oh. Yeah, um, and I think that might have just been because there was like a just an audition, the same audition for three of us. Um, I also heard that there wasn't actually going to, I think at first they were thinking maybe not three women. I think oh, they were thinking of a man, mm -hmm. a man and two women. Um, they were thinking my character as being a man um, at first. Um, someone mouthed you. You proved them wrong. Um, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> like, yeah. That's out the window. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, and so so I kind of just I didn't I don't at first I don't even think I thought it was Lord of the Rings, um because it was untitled Amazon project at that time and I was like could be there you go. don't know um I actually even said to my agent probably about a year before I got the audition I was like okay I really I said out loud a few times I was like I I want an audition for Lord of the Rings I I really do and um. And they were like, and I was like, I even asked my agent when they first started filming, I was like, is there any auditions going for a little bit? And he's like, nah, nothing that you'd be, be suitable for. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I'm suitable then, for everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then literally this pops up in like August of, of 2020. And um, and I was like, okay, cool. I'll just do the thing. And so I did it. And, and I, I, you know, I have this terrible thing where I, I do something and I'm like, oh, that was terrible. <laughs> never hear from them again um you know completely wrote it off um and I was also just like going through a really really rough rough time in my life like really rough oh, um and and within the time that I kind of um hadn't heard back from that audition I I like had to leave my job I moved home my mental health was just yeah horrendous 
Peak um, of the pandemic too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was Gosh, just compounded. not a happy girl at mm. all. Um, and then I kind of, <laughs> when I was kind of funny, I came home and then and then like I started getting these auditions and then and then I got a call back for this and I was like, oh, I just left. Mm. Now I'm gonna come back. Um, so I I came back and I I I prepped this character so hard like. Um, you know, I was so like, oh, okay, gotta get my acting face on. And then I get into the 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 room with Stu, the casting director, and he's like, just throw it away. Doesn't matter. Just talk to me. And I was like, this is like the worst thing that you could possibly do to someone who's an actor. Just be like, just oh wow. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, just wing it. So I was like salty <laughs> about that for sure. Um, and I because I felt so thrown I was like oh my gosh um I was like wow no definitely never gonna happen absolutely not and I think it was actually quite soon after like maybe I stayed for like a week up in Auckland but um I was I mean at the time like far out I got the call and I was like on a bus because like couldn't drive yet um struggle street i was like on a bus going back to um tauranga where i was living at the time and i was surrounded by all these random people and and one of my agents calls me and he's like you got the you got the part but not the part that you auditioned for and i was like what and he was like you're playing this character it's your number two (laughs) i cannot imagine anyone else in this role I, yeah, you're going to hear this over hard. and over. You've got many interviews or conversations or whatever ahead of you. Worship of fans on Sunday. You will yeah. hear this refrain over and over. It is a thing of like, no one else but Bogart could have been Casablanca. No one else but Vigo could have been, you know, um, Aragorn. And, and no one but Liv could have been Arwen, etc. Um, we do, we truly do hope it's not the last we've seen of, of the Dweller. But what a... <sighs> Like just beyond straight face, speechless. straight face. Whatever, whatever's beyond Reveal nothing. <laughs> she turns her camera Absolutely. off. Very good, poker face. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you know, one of the things was um, Ashley's co-host Abby said, "What if she says nothing on the stream? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't actually, <laughs> you know." But anyway, I should have done that. Oh, that you should have guess. next one. There... Hey, just to make sure, just play the pun on fellowship in the in the green room. Just be like, just like that. <laughs> And freaks them <laughs> with out. The hands, say, with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was actually one of my questions was, did you, um, I don't know if you've ever had tension headaches up here, mm. but just watching your scowl the whole time, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I just was feeling it for you. I'm like, you must have just like wanted to do this like <laughs> for hours yeah. after. Well, thankfully, I have a resting bitch face. So, you know. It's just kind <laughs> of- hey, high five. Me too. I'm constantly Yay! in Town, USA. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Well, very well done on the runic moisturizer work. You, it's, you can't <laughs> even tell that you've ever scowled ever in your life. It's a completely polar opposite. I think lots of maybe young viewers watching this later be like, "She's not. She's not scary, mum. Mum. She seems very nice." You know? <laughs> yeah. Complete. I, I don't know. That... She's kind of complete opposite. <laughs> I had that moment. I'm not sure if you we've seen Big Bang Theory, but it's when he meets. Um, the guy who does Darth Vader's voice and he's like, I met him and he's nicer than you think. Like, that's what I'm going to say <laughs> when I tell people I met you. I know, there's so many pictures on the internet of me being like, 
So yeah. you know, can I say this, Bridie? As soon as there are some people, they can make one move of their face, and it's like instantly transported. You just tilting and looking up is now cemented. It's cemented in in Tolkien in iconography because that is a lethal, a lethal runic mystic dweller that is mm. out for you and he will spin your istari instantly um you mean she she uh, they, she will absolutely <laughs> no totally um no and, and because I'm, I'm just so i'm so intrigued by this idea of this like i mean there is an androgyny too i mean in in essence mm. you have mm -hmm. your radiating femininity but this androgyny is yeah. so fascinating to me of who is this this and yeah. that definitive article the it's like yeah. you you aren't there's that potentiality yeah. of, of dwelling dwelling between maybe that could be an illusion of dwelling between states i think dwelling between I worlds i honestly, didn't even yeah. yeah i didn't even really think about gender when um when making the character at all it was mm -hmm. very much like this is just a being and that's kind of how mm -hmm. i approached it um, I know a lot of people were like the spicy leg and, and, and the, our legs kind of being shown because you slits and stuff. But honestly, that was, that was legitimately for practicality reasons because that train was so long that we had to cut it <laughs> because I like, I was like, I will trip if I do I will not trip. like squeak my leg out. Um, so I was like, how do I make it look cool, but also not fall over? So but yeah, I guess that was the only like showing some body oddy, but like everything else was, <laughs> I try to kind of keep it, keep it. I thought neutral. of that scene and it is a specific mm -hmm. scene. She strides forward and you can see it. It's first of all, you mm -hmm. could wear that to any premiere. All right. You could, you could, you could dazzle the dazzling dweller t-shirt number five. <laughs> um, I think, but it, it, it was completely undercut any kind of like, that's, well, that's a, a like a terrifyingly beautiful woman right there. It was <laughs> undercut by like, oh, she's coming for him. Oh dear! Um, watch out, Daniel Wayman. Dear Lord, H how was it working with Daniel overall? What's his vibe? An Did you like? <laughs> dream, an absolute dream. He is, he is so, so incredibly generous and kind, and thoughtful, and just so such a perfectionist in his acting. But it was, it was just incredible to have the opportunity to work with him. He taught me so much, um, and. Wow. The kind of person that will be on set and be like, I'm here, I'm going to give all of my energy to you because I want in your take and your close up or whatever, if I'm your scene partner, I'm here and I'm, I'm giving you 100% because I want you to be the best that you can be. And watching him and Michaela together as well and their relationship, just they're just so, they were just so connected and so supportive of each other. And it was just, I'm, I'm just, endlessly grateful for him um and just you know when you work with someone who's been on set for a while as well and he's got he's had quite a lot of experience as well a lot more than me just having someone that is able to be like okay stand here because you're going to get the light here and play more to camera here and just these really technical things mm. um just so wonderful and and he was the one that would really push and instigate for um, a lot of like movement rehearsals with he and I, and I, I just, yeah, I just oh, one of I'm one so of the glad. best experiences I've I've had working with someone. Um, just I can't I can't even like put into words oh. how how lovely he is. Yeah, 
So in a way, he made your job harder because you had to be mean to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think about that yep. too. Like you were so mean to Nori, but I mean, like, I mean, you were not mean, mm -hmm. but you know, you had Speaking to, of just like, like door of a little girl and you're like, <laughs> Ashley, those, those transformation scenes, honestly, there's take it away. How, how, what was the process with that? And that, that idea of, I suppose you and Mark Keller having to kind of mirror each other to, so that the, mm -hmm. the, the compositing yeah. could be done. So it's actually very scary how, how there was that mm. embodying of one another. Um, how it, was that? Uh, it took a long time. I mean, I, not so much with me and Mark Keller, because I think we just did this trick where we kind of were both under the same cloak and, um, which was, good i mean she was fabulous at kind of just that that kind of like down and yeah. drink and everything it was just it was perfect um mm. uh we didn't really do as much kind of movement work but there was kind of elements of um having to work with dan again when he it, when there's that trap um right, right, so the, right. the the trap where we're kind of um where i he kind of goes down and then I come back. That took forever. Mm. Oh Hello. my gosh, that took so long. It was really technical. <laughs> so we, we kind of spent, I think, almost like half a day trying to like just do that oh, shot. Wow. It was, it it was crazy. Out. And it just, the timing had to be right and we had to sit in the same place. So they put little marks down for us. So that <laughs> it was like the timing and then, and just getting the right energy. Um, so we managed to do it and that was awesome. But yeah, me and Dan kind of worked more about um, with, uh, just when he was tied up and everything and like how it would how the dweller would stand up as a stranger and, and it kind of those kind of those things of like trying to mix mix it together and he had to kind of he had to learn how to like walk like me as well so I had to show him <laughs> oh yeah so you were coaching him yeah. a bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean like in terms of being mean to him I guess it was like I didn't I Maybe it was like me, I didn't think that way, but I feel like there was like a, just a switch of like, yeah, yeah. how to we're be. acting now. Obviously you're yeah. acting, you weren't being mean yeah. to really your life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, like as soon as I yelled cut, I was like, was it good? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, right like. <laughs> that would have been a bit of whiplash to be like yeah, in a scene with you and then for, for cut to happen. Do you have a bit of a bleed over? I don't know, maybe Anna Maria, you can speak to this as like how, how deeply you inhabit it or, between cuts, can you switch back to Bridie and like smile like this yeah, person with yeah. contact lenses suddenly, you know, all smiles and then straight back into this sort yeah. of wolf kind of uh, vibe? Was that easy for you or um, did you kind of have to force yourself to stay in a, in a vibe, even if there was like a, a goof or a blooper type of situation? Oh my gosh, were there bloopers of you? <laughs> oh, if there are bloopers. So many, so yeah. many. Like the first day that we filmed, I kept tripping over the back of my, because. It was actually really hard because I was in this weird position. And then when I was like coming up to, um, to Nori, I, I just kept slipping. Like, and I, I kept yelling naughty words and, um, <laughs> and I had to, I had to start again. Um, so, I mean, maybe they have that. I know the crew were kind of laughing at me because I was just yeah. not composed at all. Um, but okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very, I think for that character, because I, I felt like I really, really knew her, I, I was just kind of able to sort of snap in and out. Um, mm. But I think as we got more into things, particularly when she's in motion and when she's fighting the stranger, I think I was kind of a bit more subdued in between takes because it's just a lot 
you've got to remember, I guess you've got to remember where you've come from and where you are at now. And I think that that mm. can, when you're doing something action-y, it's more difficult to snap in and out. But sometimes you kind of need to. Sometimes you just kind of need to take a break and just be like, I'm going to have fun <laughs> and then get back into like, you know, just remember to play, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that leads yeah. to another question of mine. Sorry. So they have pictures of like, for instance, um, I just saw one the other day of uh, – Sean Bean as Boromir, but he has like sunglasses on, but he's like in full like Boromir. Okay, so what is, did you have any moments on set where you were like in full dweller, but you were just like sipping a child time or something? Yes. You know? I mean, probably. You're just like looking a lollipop. Like, little, or... <laughs> I love these little, like they have these like Nutella like things and they're called like B red, like they're the bread ones. I don't know. They've got okay. like. I don't know how to explain them, but I like every time they were on the snack table, I take all of them and then like put them over there because I love them so much. Um, but it was, it was kind of that maybe when like you see like the three mystics like sucking on a juice box, like that was yeah. kind juice of box. bizarre. That is an invitation um, to all deviant artists to make that, please create that art. <laughs> Send but the flavors have me. to be like dark berry and yeah, dark berry, yeah, yeah. black currant, yeah. like really yes. intense juice flavors. Yeah. To convey the darkness in their souls, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. Well, because I am thinking about this is just like my favorite question to ask people in the Tolkien mm -hmm. sphere, and especially you know you were like asking your agent, you're like, I gotta get me an audition for this, you know. Mm -hmm. So what is your what is your Tolkien origin story like? How? Yeah. I just yeah. I love to know people's like forays into the. the I okay, okay. I have to confess, I'm still very much baby. Tolkien learning okay. as I go but like fully now like and now that I've had this experience and I've I'm like oh, yeah you um, love <laughs> Ashley's podcast they're starting from the very beginning yeah. they're oh, they're, cool. they're, okay, they're sort great. of yeah and they're very oh, casual God. they're like yeah. I think vibe sisters like they've known each other since childhood they're going through Silmarillion so like right from the beginning so definitely and we're actually cousins cousins oh well there you go and then energetically yeah. sisters so yeah. that's one um then there's a there's a whole host of them including the one you're on right now we'll be kind of covering all kinds of stuff but you have a wonderful journey ahead of you and uh well goodness that's such a very that's a very good question Armenia. um was it the what was your first point did you see any of the films before oh film, yeah or? I mean, like, I think if you're a Kiwi and you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, it's like, what are you doing? It's like you not watching your cousin no. on TV. You know? in your elementary school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I think everyone kind of takes a bit of credit for, for Peter Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a Kiwi. Yeah, yeah. Um, right okay. in He's one of ours. But, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's iconic. And, you know, and, and I remember the first time, actually, that I was – um. I went down south to Queenstown and I was driving through and they, when we were on the bus and I, and now here we see the Lord of the Rings film set. And I was like, I just remember being like, wow, this is, mm. this is incredible. Like, wow. yeah. And I've been to Hobbiton awesome. and, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. grew up in Middle yeah. Earth. Basically. That's, really, yeah. that's really special. That's cool. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Well, there you go. Yeah. I wanted to follow up on this uh, invitation into like, the IRL variety, you know, with encountering this subject matter, this, you know, this uh, whole field which you had to have, have ahead of you. And then, like, when you jump back on the show, which I hope you will, you can kind of give us a progress report and how, how things she are. She confirmed you it. Know. You see that? No. <laughs> there you go. Yep. But I would like to ask um, 
I, uh, I, I live with a, a life mentor who works with like emotion and energy mm -hmm. and that's my fiance. And, and one thing I always like to reflect back to people is their vibe as a person. Sometimes I might get eye rolls like in the middle of shows to just sort of pause things and say, I just think um, in, in what you've experienced, uh, you, you alluded to some like hardship and stuff. You have clearly for me, and this is no smoke blowing, like navigated it so admirably. I think artists are able to summon and recruit a level of tenacity and a level of resilience throughout dark times. That is, is actually the domain of, of artists. I think that makes you a true artist, that you harness that and channel that into your life. And I have only admiration and respect for you on that level. And you have very kindred vibes as a person. I'm very grateful you are who you are and do what you do and that you exist. Had to say Thank that. you. I have to say, like, The Dweller was a very, um, very much a part of, like, my healing as a person. And I'm extremely oh. grateful. And I'm very, I'm very, I feel very connected. I think um, embodying someone that was extremely powerful and, and unafraid and um, really hyper presence I think that hyper presence I was like struggling to be present a lot I mean particularly through filming I'm still really going through it and and prior to that and I just think that um I feel like that kind of in a way I was sort of able to transmute things oh. into her and I'm just extremely extremely grateful to to have that portrayed her and to have had that in my life i think it was strength that i needed to kind of cling on to at that point in my life so oh, i'm that's... endlessly grateful and very just very happy to have been part of the show look i um go <laughs> ahead yeah it's so beautiful <laughs> i i honestly can't think of any aim that is higher for art to achieve than to feed into our own real lives to enhance them and to be there for us as like aids for self-growth um i think you know trojan horse art is my favorite kind where under that guise of being this escapism thing it actually ends up feeding into and and um, enhancing your own real life and i think you have such mm -hmm. a beautiful symbiosis with your art it might be this this thing where you're stepping into um different roles than your own but that you connect so intimately with your characters and that i feel like you might become a collector of of that with your with your roles going forward uh in both avatars which i will totally help manifest for you um for sure for sure and 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 yeah uh, what a what a wonderfully perfect uh and um just Im truly embodying the quintessence of of the worthwhileness of like art itself and being an actor mm -hmm. that that you have that closeness and vulnerability to to bring the qualities of your characters into yourself and to have that actually feed into your real life it's just i'm i'm, I'm a giant goosebump right now <laughs> for sure lots of love well, albert weren't you you have that quote very well memorized last we spoke um about Arondir's quote about healing and oh, art. The, the, I don't yeah, remember it off so, the top of my head. No, um, like uh, like the beautiful, like beauty's power to heal, you know? Yeah. And I think obviously beauty, you embody obviously inner outer beauty. It's um, you are the essence of it, seriously. And and but then there's also emotional beauty and spiritual beauty that it's like you are completely. You're like that chakric alignment of all the kinds of beauty, mm -hmm. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so I just I'm so stoked for your path as a human being and artist going forward. My gosh, mm -hmm. I have to throw it to other people now. Anna Maria, what would you like to say to Brady as we as we wind things down? 
Um, well, I just wanted to like reaffirm um, the fact that, you know, like in the communities that we inhabit, which are the like the healthy, like positive communities, like yeah. it's nothing but just like outpouring of love for you and your work and like very specifically recognizing the craft that went into your work. Like all of the comments weren't like the generic, like, oh my God, she's so good, which there were and we just get <laughs> like, like very specific compliments of like, she had so much presence. She was so commanding, even though she didn't say a word, like, like the response has been like overwhelmingly positive and like the work you put in and the heart you put into it is very much being recognized and appreciated. I just wanted to affirm that. Cause beautiful. There's the world is aggressive, you know? <laughs> From actor to actor. I love that too. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. And Ashley, anything, any, any final little riffs for Brady? Well, um, I uh, struggled with mental health as well. Um, probably, I can't say we're all on the same level or anything like that. <laughs> mental health is different for everyone. But I find that Tolkien has, he must have known the darkness for sure mm -hmm. um, throughout his life. He has, um, I'm not sure if he ever actually like sat down and read the books, but you just find random nuggets of like, mm -hmm holy crap, you, you mm -hmm. were in the dark and you understood mm -hmm. it, um, in his books. And so I just highly, highly encourage you to, um, read them and just find those nuggets mm -hmm. and just feel that yeah. healing. Cause that's the, that's the good thing about Lord of the Rings is that they do have happy endings <laughs> and you yeah, know, they do. Um, yeah. through the darkness, um, but you not do by have bypassing to, it. Yeah. Yeah. You do have you to go through the dark though. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you must touch the dark to find the light. Yeah. yeah. Um, Listen. see one of my, Oh, Even darkness must pass, a new day will come, mm. and when the sun shines, it will shine the clear. I literally oh, have that clear. on a bracelet. <laughs> oh. um, so I just truly beautiful. Um, if you ever need help through the darkness, there's always Tolkien for you. <laughs> there's always Tolkien, and there's always us, by the way. Like, and you're so right there with that sort of Instagram kind of, you know riffs and vibes it's just so lovely so we'll be there cheering you you'll see our likes this is a multi-year thing it's a lifetime thing really you've really it's like you've you've become part of the family and, and that's how it is mm -hmm. so we'll be there with you supporting you every step of the way mm -hmm. no thank you i really really appreciate being here thank you so much for your generosity and spirit and just presence today i really is, this is this is my first interview so oh um, well then i am officially <laughs> honored so, and um yeah blown away by all all three of you wonderful okay. thank you so much you, thank you. the definition like the embodiment of above and beyond this is that's that's brady sisson and it is sisson or is it sisson uh, i mean either way i think it's i think i mean i say sisson but that's because i'm there kiwi you and you know okay. i take it we get but then shy when, about we're, when we're at cocktail bars for for future premieres of all the i'll just i'll say sisson Okay, I'll just do the whole French thing. Okay. And I have Fair to enough. read, Alexander says, hi, Brady, just want to say thank you for the dweller. She's gorgeous and you are charming. So a little bit of <laughs> additional love from the from the comments there. So, all right, well, I'm the daggy kind of podcaster. I'm the guy that does the big, awkward digital hug. So I'm going to do that. I can do that. Now. Oh, hi. And all, there you go. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day, Bridie. And um, looking forward to having you back on either this show or any of the topic shows. We'll be, Operation Avatar is in effect. And look, we just absolutely. So, yeah, looking forward to having you back on at some point. Are you looking forward to it? Absolutely. Thank you there so you much. No worries. Okay, everyone.
Have a wonderful rest of your day. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Lord of the Rings podcast. All of these wonderful uh, women um, will have their links and everything in the description. I'm kind of doing my dweller hands right now because. <laughs> um, and please go and follow them all. And lots of love to Bridie again. Another round of applause, please. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> bye. 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 bye.